This is Shi'ar Jeshub, coming from Shi'ar Jeshub Christian Tabernacle in Madison, Connecticut. Hi, I'm Patty Scalzo, and today my husband, Pastor Greg Scalzo, will be completing one of the sermons in his series on heavenly authority. This teaching is from 1 Kings, and we read in chapter 11 how Solomon loved the many foreign women he had taken as wives. And when he was old, they turned his heart to go after their pagan gods. As we rejoin Pastor Greg, let me remind you of our website for serious Bible study. It is www.shiarjashub.org. The only way for the unbeliever and the only way for the believer to have the things of this world straightened out, to fill that which is empty to overflowing, is to yield totally and completely to the Lord Jesus Christ, to cling totally and completely to the cross of Jesus, to let the Holy Spirit come into our lives, not just for a momentary gift. Solomon had words of wisdom. Not just for the feeling we receive on Sunday morning, but every moment of every day, yielding the situations before God Almighty, to be baptized, anointed, overflowing with his Holy Spirit, and then you hear about miracles. Then things can be changed. On our own, we cannot change anything. What is crooked cannot be made straight, but the Lord can change everything. Jesus Christ can change everything. Now, I don't know about you, but I know there are, in my life, there are impossible situations. We all have them. We need to yield them. We can't be so wise. We need to yield them to the Lord Jesus Christ and let him put his hand of salvation on them. You remember that Solomon's name means peaceful or peace. And certainly in the time of Solomon, Israel has peace and prosperity. And that can be a good thing. We're told in 1 Timothy chapter 2, we're instructed by the Apostle Paul. 1 Timothy chapter 2 and verse 1, he says, Therefore I exhort, first of all, that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings and all who are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and reverence, for this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. We're told to pray for our leaders, to pray for those in authority, so that we have these times of peace, that we can live a peaceable, quiet life in all godliness. That's good. It's acceptable to God our Savior. He desires all men to be saved. It's easier for the gospel to go out when you have a peaceable life and you can preach to your neighbor. When you're, when you're running about chaotically trying to survive yourself, it's very hard sometimes to do the things you got to do. Many times the devil wants to destroy our lives and bring problems to us so that we're not effective for God. So it's good to have peace, to have prosperity in the sense that we can have the gospel go forth. This country has been blessed 
with time of peace and prosperity. The country has sent out many missionaries into the field and broadcasted many messages over the airwaves of the salvation Jesus. Probably very few people in our nation have not heard over the last 20 years the gospel of Jesus Christ. There is a benefit to having a time of peace, Solomon, Shalom, to have that peace. This time Israel is built up. Think of all the struggle and strife we read about in the time of Judges, in First and Second Samuel, all that Saul went through and David went through. And now you have a time of peace and the kingdom just blossoms. It becomes strong. It becomes secure. It's a time to use for the good and the finer things of life. David writes songs. He writes psalms. But David was constantly at war and battle. There was no time for all the education, all the learning, all the science, all the music, all the pondering, all the thinking, all the proverbs, the examining that Solomon had time for. So when you have time and peace, there's time to do good, right? And that's why God gives it as a blessing. He gives us time like that so that we can do good. Or if you have a lot of time and security and peace, it could be time to do and be used to do even more evil. It could be time used to go astray. It could be time to feel boredom. Gee, let me listen to wife number 672 and see what she has to say. It could be time used to look at things we shouldn't look at, to enjoy and worship things that should be shunned. If we abuse our peace, if we abuse our freedom and our time for evil and not good, if we forget like Solomon, not fully following the Lord God who has blessed us, and if we are led astray to do evil in his sight, disaster awaits us. Here, America, when we misuse the blessing God gives of peace and time and prosperity, disaster awaits us. Remember again, God clearly commanded, Deuteronomy 17. There's no doubt about it. Neither shall he multiply wise for himself, lest his heart turn away, nor shall he greatly multiply silver and gold for himself. Concerning the pagan women, God told the Israelites in Deuteronomy 7, verse 3, nor shall you make marriages with them. You shall not give your daughter to their son, nor take their daughter for your son. For they will turn your sons away from following me to serve other gods. So the anger of the Lord will be aroused against you and destroy you suddenly. But thus you shall deal with them. You shall destroy their altars, break down their sacred pillars, cut down their wooden images, and burn their carved images with fire. For you are a holy people to the Lord your God. The Lord your God has chosen you to be a people for himself, a special treasure above all the peoples on the face of the earth. 
the Lord is very clear, very clear about taking the pagan wives because they will turn your heart astray. And God gave a personal warning to Solomon, right? We read about that in 1 Kings. Even if Solomon doesn't have that book of the law by him, even if he doesn't read it, which he's supposed to, in 1 Kings chapter 9, verse 4, Now if you walk before me as your father, God tells this directly to Solomon, in integrity of heart and in uprightness to do according to all that I have commanded you, and if you keep my statutes and my judgments, then I will establish the throne of your kingdom over Israel forever, as I promised David your father saying, you shall not fail to have a man on the throne of Israel. But, but, if you or your sons at all turn from following me and do not keep my commandments and my statutes, which I have set before you, but go and serve other gods and worship them, God told this directly to Solomon. Then, if then, then I will cut off Israel from the land which I have given them, and this house which I have consecrated for my name, I will cast out of my sight. Israel will be a proverb and a byword among all peoples. And as for this house, which is exalted, everyone who passes by it will be astonished and will hiss and say, why has the Lord done thus to this land and to this house? Then they will answer because they forsook the Lord, their God, who brought their fathers out of the land of Egypt and have embraced other gods and worshiped them and served them. Therefore, the Lord has brought all this calamity on them. You cannot get a clearer statement of if then. If you do this, then I'll do that, says the Lord. But if you do thus, you go worship these foreign gods, you embrace them, disaster upon your house, upon all of Israel. You'll be a byword. But Solomon falls by his own trade agreements, constant influx of wives, concubines into his courts as a seal of the treaties and the contracts. And when he was old, be careful. When we get old, we need to be careful. That's not the time to relinquish. That's the time, like Paul, to say, now I forget what went before and I, I surge ahead, I press ahead to the prize of Christ Jesus. When he got old, he gives in to his own desires. It says, 1 in verse 2, he clung to these in love. He clings to them in love. His own desires, his own lusts, he knows better. He adds wives, and even more, he adds wives that are idol worshipers and unbelievers. And it doesn't change them, does it? It doesn't change them what happens. They change him. And it always happens that way. It always happens that way. They change him. Israel becomes a site for pagan practices and idol worship. And Jerusalem is surrounded by abominable high places and pagan worship. And God says, enough. And we'll read that, Lord willing, next week. Heavenly Father, Help us as we grow old to not grow foolish, but to grow wise. Help us, Father, to be a source of knowledge and inspiration for the next generation. 
Help us to not fall prey to selfishness. Not to be like Solomon, who was a wise young man, and here he is, an old man, mesmerized by these young wives around him, captivated, leaning on them and trusting them rather than trusting you. Father, put folly away and give us wisdom. And we know, Father, that on our own, we can do nothing. We are crooked, we are empty, and the devil has superiority over the children of Adam. But with Christ Jesus, nothing is impossible. And we repent, Father God, and we turn. And we know you make the crooked ways straight. You make the highways low and the valleys you fill in. You take the rocks out of the path and you prepare the way, Lord, that Jesus Christ would be supreme in our lives, that we would be filled in to overflowing and made whole. Father, take control of every situation, every situation of our lives. Touch supernaturally, arrange, correct, rebuke, fill in and make straight. That we would have situation after situation that would not beat us down, but that we can give praise to your holy name and say, look what our God has done. In Christ Jesus' name we pray. Remember to visit us on the web at www.shearjashub.org. That's S-H-E-A-R hyphen J-A-S-H-U-B dot O-R-G. And may our Lord Jesus bless you as you serve him.